Hello and welcome to WDW Happy Hour. I'm Catherine here with Rob, Holly, Matt, and Scott. We are here to bring you the most recent episode of our delectable podcast. <laughs> Matt is dying to interject. Well, I just thought you didn't. It sounded like you didn't know where you were going. No, no, I know where we're going. Um, so this episode is pre-recorded. Um, we're recording it a week before it posts. So if there's any major news stories that we're not covering, please forgive us. But we will be in Disneyland, so that is why we will not be recording live, because we're trying to pack light, and we can't bring all of our recording equipment with us. Um, but with that being said, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms, because we're sure to be posting lots of good uh, photos, maybe some videos, uh, and definitely the next episode is going to be a good one. I can assure you that yeah. this one will be too but the one after disney yeah, this one's gonna be still really good <laughs> yeah so like stay tuned <laughs> like don't don't let it go now but please just make sure you're following us everywhere on facebook uh twitter instagram pinterest we're gonna have a lot of good YouTube. content oh youtube is a big one um i think most of it will be linked through facebook so if you can get to our facebook that's that's the biggest one so find us wdw happy hour um, so today we're topping it off with Scott. So Scott, go ahead. Hi. Well, um, I'm taking us back to a place that we've been many times before, the Trader Sam Grog Grotto. Yes. And uh, the, the beverage I'm going to be talking about is the Krakatoa Punch, which is a alcoholic beverage, despite the punch term. <laughs> Um, it has Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum, Pirate Exo Reserve Rum, um, Orgeat, Almond, I'm not sure what that is, hmm. uh, Sam's Grill Grog, and Hibiscus Grenadine. Oh, I love that. And uh, one of the best it's parts very, of this is... One of the best parts about this is that it comes in the souvenir tiki mug, which looks like an erupting volcano, and it's got a color-changing ice cube in it, you know, that really catches the eye <laughs> but it's a very sweet drink as I always enjoy for everyone who knows me so uh, this one is is probably more on the sweeter side of the drinks that I've had at the Grog Grotto and there's some pretty sweet drinks there so that's saying something but uh, highly recommend and you get to carry the the mug, well, you don't carry the <laughs> mug out with you, but you get a box with the souvenir mug when you leave. Which I think is nice that they do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it. that. I mean, that's a nice thing about Trader Sam's. You don't have to run to the bathroom and wash it out. <laughs> yeah. And then... yeah, what they do is on your receipt, they'll mark it that you got the cup, and then you go to like the hostess the stand, exit, yeah. and they'll give you one all packaged up so you could, fly, you could easily put it in your luggage and it'd be safe and whatnot. That's the one I usually get meant, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. It's just like super, like it, it fits really well with the atmosphere. Like yeah, it it's does. Very, it's very like, fruity. It's very Hawaiian and fruity. Mm -hmm. I yeah, really like totally. that. That's my, like, if I'm not getting beer, that's like my <laughs> drink of choice if we're at Trader Sam's. That's actually our first drink from Trader Sam's. I think oh, that was the. Really? I yeah. think that was the. Is it we've really? Done, we've oh, done right. stuff we did, from the Tambu Lounge. We did the Lapu Lapu. Tambu Tambu. I yeah. stand corrected then. I was yeah. thinking we'd done a bunch of we them there. We have been there many times well, before. Well, I mean, physically. Though, physically. Yeah. <laughs> and mentally. Mm. 
<laughs> I'm always there in my mind. <laughs> yes. Either there or Kava, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Right. This last time Matt and I didn't even go to Kava. Wow. It was I a short trip. Well, it yeah, you guys were kind of in and out. And... Yeah. But anyway, so Rob, you want to... Sure. So we have news? two brief news stories. Uh, the first one is new direct bus service from Walt Disney World theme parks to Disney Springs. So beginning August 28th, 2016, there will be new direct bus service from all Walt Disney theme parks to Disney Springs from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. or two hours following park close, whichever is earlier daily. The new service is one-way only, meaning to return to a theme park guests will need to first go to a Walt Disney World Resort hotel and then transfer to a park bus from there. Hmm. Um, it says Disney Springs recently opened its new bus terminal, which has much more capacity than the old downtown Disney stops and drops off guests right in the center of Disney Springs. Huh. I, well, I can speak to the benefit of this because I had to go from... I guess it was, I was at Epcot and had to get to Disney Springs the one evening, and it took me a solid 50 minutes or more. So where did you go? Did you go to one of the... I went to Saratoga and got off at the last stop of Saratoga Springs. And then Springs, just walked. And then just walked, which oh. is a which previously, long ride. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's I probably that. would have just walked to the boardwalk and gotten on a bus to... That probably also would have been... an option, but now these are moot points because yeah, well, I think this is it. totally necessary. This is especially fantastic. now that Disney Springs is much better just as a whole. Like since the expansion, it's it's a much bigger to do. Uh, I think that Disney for those who haven't been to Disney Springs since the most recent additions, it is it's really awesome, and yeah, it's it's smart of them to make it more accessible. Yes, I have a feeling though. Like, for, like, well, I didn't know it was only going the one way. I thought it was both ways. Uh, so hmm. I guess that cuts down on the people who want to park for free at Disney Springs and then get to the parks um, because... Right, yeah, they, wanna, it, they don't yeah, want that. Yeah, no, but, it, you know, vice versa, I think the more accessible, the better. So, yeah. This, this, this could benefit us a lot going from the park to go get something to eat at Disney Spring and then back to the resort. We could do that a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's on our most, Holly and I's most recent trip, we were at um, Hollywood Studios and wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. And we hopped in a cab outside the park, whereas if there was a bus, we would have... Uh, it would have taken just we would have just taken the bus yeah. i mean to save the 10 bucks or whatever so um and apparently i said 8 p.m it starts it's 4 p.m so 4 p.m to 11 p.m yeah. okay um, cool that's good for that nighttime crowd mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Totally. especially if you want to go yeah now it's it it was kind of a pain in the ass before if you wanted to have downtown disney um dinner reservations and you had a full day lined up at the parks yeah. because then you really had to set aside some time like okay i'm going to be at magic kingdom or epcot from this time to this time but it it was almost a big deterrent to make dinner reservations at it disney was. springs because of how much of a, a schlep it ended up being and like all the hoops you had to jump through so that's i think that that's really awesome not this, only that but less choice i think at disney spring before i mean yeah. really what where were we were we eating <laughs> Before Morimoto, <laughs> right. what, what was the good? What was the best restaurant there? Uh, Paradiso, Fulton's. Yeah, Paradiso. But this is just the extension of this being like a fifth gate. Fifth <laughs> gate, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's smart. It's, yeah, well it's, deserved. It yeah. is smart. 
Um, and our next story is Walt Disney World will give out free insect repellent to fight Zika virus. So as more reports of the Zika virus come out of Florida, Walt Disney World will begin giving out free insect repellent. There will be pump bottles and towelettes available at the theme parks, Disney Springs, and ESPN Wide World of Sports, as well as aerosol cans in the hotel rooms. There will be signs posted around the resort notifying guests of the repellent availability. Disney said, in an abundance of caution, we are accelerating preventative efforts throughout our property, including providing complimentary insect repellent to our guests available from, to our guests along with helpful guidelines from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. We have an extensive mosquito prevention and monitoring program in place, and we continue to work closely with local, state, and federal experts on this topic. Um, so this is lawsuit prevention. Yeah, so I, I mean, got, oh, I went to Disney World, and all I got was this thing, Zika virus. Right. I mean, given the recent stories of yeah. gate drops, gate attendance drops, the last thing they need is some another. Bad oh, press. a family just got back from Disney World, mm -hmm. and they're showing signs of the Zika virus. I mean, what are the signs of the Zika virus as opposed to, like there's like the birth defects which is like the enlarged heads and stuff. It's but fever, what, isn't it? Like flu-like symptoms. Yeah. 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 You, don't have, I, you don't have it. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's um it's you good could to you, know. you could have it and I think it be it's dormant. Mm -hmm. Meaning you won't show symptoms but you could spread it to others. Um, and I think the vast majority of people that do have it. I, I want to say it's like four out of five, like 80%. Don't know they have it. Correct. And then 20% will become symptomatic, but the issue is those four out of five not knowing they have it and spreading it. So um, it just, all it says, the article says it's spread by mosquitoes and was first reported in Brazil. Pregnant women have been advised to be careful of traveling to places where Zika has been found as disease can cause birth defects in unborn babies. Wait, and is it contagious? I believe it is. It can be sexually I transmitted. I think they, they said through sexual contact. Oh. Well, that ain't, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, it says... And that's your daily Zika minute. <laughs> that's why you guys come to this podcast. It says aerosol cans in the hotel room, so it'll be interesting. Like, is that alongside the shampoo, the shampoo? and soap like, and everything? And is it going like, to be, like, a little little can? A yeah. little can? But I don't even know if I've seen, like, like I'm thinking, like, a little hairspray. Right. It's really great also for people who love Disney and hate the ozone. <laughs> I don't hate them anymore. That, that Venn diagram is, like, really... <laughs> That's cool. They're offering, like, bug spray and stuff. Because I know I bring my own. I, have I, travel I never container. do, and I really should. I feel like I rarely I get. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a problem. I've gotten bit down there quite oh, a bit. In yeah, May, there was the, the one there May was trip. the one October trip uh, where we got bit the same time, like both on our feet. Do you remember that? It was when we I went a, to. I have a scar I do too. on my ankle. I do too. It was so bad. That was the day it rained really bad at Coronado Springs. <laughs> See, we were standing rain, in the lobby. Rain brings out uh, you the Zika. Know, <laughs> mosquitoes. I got generally. a Zika foot. Yeah, I mean, that's Zika foot. The one thing it's that not I, funny, guys. Zika oh. foot is a real thing. <laughs> the one other piece that I saw, um, they're draining a lot of unused pools, like River Country, mm -hmm. and filling them in. So it that's doesn't mention in this article, but I definitely saw. Well, yeah, right, I mean, standing water. water. <laughs> yeah. It attracts. And they and the article the I said was that they can't believe that that's remained open. 
that pool because they said it's so close to Fort Wilderness that they said it's a lawsuit waiting where a kid <laughs> just goes finds their way into that. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. They were that. talking about uh, a lot of urban explorers, how there's, like, probably about 20 people, I mean, like, a year at least, who do that, and then... Who go to, um... River Country, and then will post photos, and yep. the minute you post photos, you're banned for life from Disney. Wow. You're never going back. Yeah. Yeah. Check serious. out YouTube. There's some interesting oh my stuff God. on there. Or read the book, uh, The Dark Side of Disney, the last... There's a, uh, an epilogue where they interview a guy who's an urban explorer, and it's a very fascinating story that he tells about going to River Country. Did you ever go to River Country? I did not. I don't remember. I don't think I I did. My parents took me to Typhoon Lagoon when I was little. I remember going there, but... Yeah, we were never a water park family. Like, the pool was... Yeah, my dad was really okay. cheap, yeah, so that, that was like that was, a, a right. ticket one day. Instead of going to Epcot, we went to Typhoon Lagoon. <laughs> I, <laughs> and the freaking wave pool was made out of stucco. Oh, and I just remember this. like getting absolutely wrecked. And my parents just like trying to like find me at the bottom of the wave pool. And I just came up. My legs are just bloody stumps. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> It was horrible. I just remember being very traumatized by the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon. I'm traumatized just by your description. Yeah. Yeah. I got wrecked as like a five-year-old. Just like this little skinny kid just like rolling on the bottom. Yeah. Wave re- pools can be pretty can be pretty nasty. It was gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. I got hurt at Dorney Park. No. Oh. There's a wave pool there. I would be scared to bleed in that water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the... I didn't even know about the water parks, like when we would go as a family. Oh yeah, just like I don't. That was before well, the internet typhoon, and everything, you know. Like Typhoon Lagoon was probably the only one that was open at the time when you were. Yeah, young. Blizzard Beach didn't. Blizzard open Beach was like later. new. Yeah. I remember like when I was like maybe thirteen. They were building at the the time I was down as a kid. Yeah, so that was a little bit. It was River Country and Typhoon Lagoon, and Typhoon Lagoon was the one you could you could see because you could see the. Is it the SS Tilly? Is that what it's called, I think, from above? Blizzard Beach opened April 1st, 95. Oh, okay. 95, so. Sorry, I was 10 when that opened. Good times, good times. Yeah. We all, and you, Matt, you've only been to which one? Blizzard Beach? I think so. What's the one that has Summit Plummet? That's Blizzard, Blizzard Beach. That's the only one I've ever been <laughs> was to. Was there snow? Yeah. Yes. All over everything. Oh, right, Blizzard Beach. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Yes, that's the only one I've been to. Yeah. That's fine. We had a fun time that day. We did. We did have a good time. I don't know why we went. That seems kind of random that we would have spent a full day at Blizzard Beach. I don't think we did spend a full day. I think we did did it in the morning or mm-hmm. and then went somewhere later. Oh, well. So is that it for the news? Yeah. That is a short, pretty, that's a slow brief. news. Slow news week. Yeah. It's all Watch, everything week. is going to happen. Like, in right. between <laughs> the time that we actually post this, like, a million things are going to happen. So, yes, again, we are recording this a week in advance. Yes. All right, so I guess that brings us to our main topic, which is something that's kind of special to me because I think I, more than anyone in this group, experienced the phenomenon um, that we're going to talk about, and that is what we refer to as Disney fatigue. Um, For people who go to Disney often, I'm often um, faced with the question from friends or coworkers, well, when you go to Disney all the time, as much as you do... How do you not get sick of it? Or 
are you just doing the same thing every time? Like, how do you keep it fresh? So our discussion today is basically exactly that. How do you keep it fresh for people who are annual pass holders or just go often, whether it be Disneyland or Disney World? How do you keep it fresh and how do you keep from getting fatigued? And what's your experience with Disney fatigue in general? So, um, Well, since it's so near and dear to you, why don't you talk about it first? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a thing. Um, Disney fatigue is definitely real. I, I definitely have... Definitely. Don't tell us how definite you are about I'm it. I'm definite. <laughs> I've experienced it most recently, probably when we went down in the end of last year. I feel like it was a string of trips that we went multiple times. December, January, January. That's it. Mm -hmm. Exactly it. And towards mm -hmm. the end of that, towards the third trip, I was like, do I really want to go back? And, and I, it, forced, it forced me to kind of make some choices with our trip to do some things that um, were things that we didn't usually do. And that included making reservations at new restaurants or just trying, um, just going to some off-site places. And, yeah, so it, does anyone else have? Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm flailing, I'm flailing. Like taking some tours. Tours, yeah, absolutely. So, so I think there's I think there's two parts of this discussion. Maybe we can kind of break it down into... Break it down, though. The things, the first thing you could discuss would be the things that cause fatigue. Like the things that you do every time that start to get a little bit old. Okay. Um, and then I think the other thing is the things that we do to get past the, the fatigue, the things that you can, that make it so that there, there isn't as much fatigue that you have the variety of options. So like for me, there are certain rides in Disneyland that we do every time. Walt and Disney if you World. Did, Walt Disney World. I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Disneyland because, you know, it's I'm already mind. there. It's on your you're mind. there right you're now. Right you're there right, right now. <laughs> as you're listening to this. That there are rides that we do every time that if you did a couple of trips in quick succession or you were there for an extended stay, yeah, you start to kind of get a little bit, okay, I've done it. You know, I don't need to see it immediately this time or I've seen it enough lately. I don't know what everybody's particular choice is for that, but... Yeah, I think everyone has a you know, different... I'm not going to start calling out rides and saying, man, I'm so tired of... But I think even just the general <laughs> feeling of, like, well, like, I know, like, Matt will get to the point where he's like, well, I don't care. And, like, I always kind of make fun of him, like, when I'm, like, we're at our happy place and, like, he's like, well, I don't care, whatever you want to do, like... I don't know, like, when are we going back to the room to nap? And I'm like, well, like, we're on vacation right now, so we should make the most of it. And I think it's balancing making the most of it to not overdoing it for yourself. Because if you go that many times, it's nice to just relax. And, like, if there's a day where you don't have any plans, like, well, just, you know, go just explore a park or just sit down on a bench and watch people. And like, you don't have to get on all the rides. You don't have to get on all the e-ticket attractions just that's because a good point. that's like what you do when you go. Like this last trip, Matt and I had a blast and actually the last trip we made to Disneyland, um, they have a lot of really fun photo pass opportunities with the 60th anniversary. And we went on photo pass day, as we mentioned in our last episode that it was just like, well, we want to get all the photos. Like, let's just walk around. We'll go to all the photo pass people and, like, 
we don't have to get on rides, but if we walk by something, like we walked by Tower of Terror, and Matt was like, I'm going to get on that real quick. And then yeah. we went to the next one. And it was very, like, some of our best days, like I remember last year, we just hung out at the Cove Bar and, like, just yeah. kind of hung out there for, like, three hours and just really ate slow and, like, drank and just hung out. So. But I think you, you touched on a good point there that you can kind of jump on rides and things like that as they're available, but, you know, you don't have to worry quite as much about the length of lines and things. Like if you're on a single trip and that's all the time you're going to be there, you know, that is something that can really make you fatigued as the crowds and that kind of thing over time. I think the other thing that she brings up that's really important is that we've kind of made a transition as we turned into more Disney regulars that at first when you were we were going... Um, in less succession, we really felt like we needed to we need to do every ride, we need to do every attraction, we need to squeeze every bit of value into this trip as we can because we don't know when we're going to be back. And now that we are regulars and we are annual pass holders, it's a different dynamic where I feel like we don't feel uh, obligated to cram in absolutely every ride and attraction. I feel like if we don't do, uh, if we don't go to Hollywood Studios this trip, or we don't go to Animal Kingdom, or we don't do Splash Mountain this trip, it's not going to crush me. Like, oh, I didn't get the most out of this because I know I'll be back fairly shortly. And I think, um, like, moving into that different dynamic is really important. Setting your mind to that, where you're you're no longer thinking like I have to do everything. And that is just something that not everyone can, you know, afford to to think or, or to act like because this is mainly talking towards people who are going all the time. I don't think that people are getting Disney fatigue if you're only going once a year. This is not really something that right. you'll probably experience. This is more towards the regulars, the annual pass holders, the locals. And, yeah, I think it's important to kind of set your mindset to, you know, a different... <laughs> A different paradigm. So what would you what would you suggest to someone who says, I was just down a month ago, I'm gonna go again, I wanna think of some things that I can do to keep it fresh. What would you tell somebody in that situation? Go to the resort hotels. I think that's a really fun thing to do and that's yeah. something the five of us have definitely made mm -hmm. a yep. concentrated effort. We like we'll go to their lounge, like almost yep. every hotel has a lounge, so it's nice to explore. It's nice to go around and look at the pools. Like, you know, we, I don't think we've only been in the Dolphin the one time that we walked in and had a drink there. Um, That's the one in, that in the lobby, the, the less desirable <laughs> one. The Swan is where the Kimonos is. Um, but I just think that, you know, it's kind of like Vegas in the fact that you have all of these really awesome hotels mm -hmm. that you could make a day of just like resort hopping. Or if yeah. you go to the Magic Kingdom, like say like, oh, we'll just hang out there in the morning, get on a few things and then walk over to the Contemporary and then get on the monorail loop and just like, you know, drinking is lovely. You could have a drink at each hotel or, you know, like get an appetizer at each hotel or just walk around and Especially if there's like any sort of special event, like at Christmas time, it's so oh, nice yeah, that's to go around yeah. and see the decorations at the Grand Floridian and the Easter eggs around. It's springtime and uh, the gingerbread houses at Christmas time we did, we and the did. Christmas trees. Yeah, the yeah. Christmas yeah. trees at all of the resorts. Or just try and plan a trip around being there during a specific event if you've never been to the 
uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which is fantastic, mm, or the Disney's Flower, Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, or uh, we can't say enough good things about the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> if you've never been during that time, it's a totally different experience. Yes. You know, there's a lot more things to see and do to keep it fresh. I also, we touched on it earlier, but with the Disney Springs expansion, there's so much more. There's a plethora of great restaurants and shopping experiences at Disney Springs that you really should check out, especially if you haven't been to um, that area since it was downtown Disney. Um, I, I think it's definitely worth a trip, and such that you could almost spend like a full day there, which is something that we haven't been able to say for a while. Yeah, even if you're not into all the, the shopping that's now there, it's just fun to go into those stores and just see some of the unique merchandise they have. You know, we mentioned on the last episode. Unique glow. Unique glow. <laughs> um, it, it's just fun to meander. And the thing we said back on our uh, review May, trip from yeah. May was you could grab a beer and walk in and out of these yeah. stores and, like, just... They're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that that was, like, one of the selling points to me. It's like so. you're in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Or, it, or New it Orleans. Is, it is like being yeah. in the forum shops or something like yeah. that in Las Vegas because it's very high class, it mm -hmm. seems. Mm -hmm. So that's... They're higher end stores. Sure. You should also notice if you're listening to this, people might people might think like, I think I heard a cat meowing incessantly for the first 23 <laughs> minutes of this podcast. Your ears do not deceive you. We're recording again at Robin Holly's uh, house and they have a cat who is the most vocal cat ever. <laughs> And uh, Sorry. he was yeah. he's now been relegated to uh, a room far away from where Not we're podcasting. A closet. <laughs> it's a no. big wall. A big closet. A big wall. Let's Behind call two doors. In. And a towel. <laughs> poor, yeah. We do love animals on this podcast. <laughs> poor poor Buckeye. He has he, the best life of any cat there is. is. But <laughs> Yeah, um, he's he's spoiled rotten. <laughs> More yeah. to the, the topic at hand. Um, <laughs> Not to not to change the subject on you there, but uh, one of the things, and Rob and Holly can speak to this as well, the run Disney events are a good way to keep things fresh. Yeah. I, I guess you guys have done... Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, guys. I'm sorry. You've done... Hello. You've yeah. done one as well. I'm yeah. a runner. Yeah, totally. We're runners. <laughs> but it was such a different view of the parks and... Incredibly and it's different. a great experience, and it kind of makes a whole weekend activity, even if you're not doing all four of the races during the marathon week like you were... Because you've got the um, convention that's going on at that time, you've got you know, preparation for the races and all that stuff. It, it really makes for a full weekend of different things than you would do other times in Disney e World. Even to the chance to get to see some of the the behind the scenes yeah. stuff that you would normally not like. We saw the backside of uh, Expedition Water. Everest. Water. <laughs> no, I. I <laughs> Um, that yeah, was, that was, it, that's like, very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Just the backstage areas of, um, of, Epcot. of Epcot. You, you run under the test track um, extension that comes outside the building. I like could see the, doing a future podcast in depth about run Disney events in the future, but if you haven't ever done one, it's, it is a lot of fun. It's worth 5K. Yeah, the 5K was fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, the one and only run Disney event we did, we did the Expedition Everest Challenge 5K, which is a 5K followed by a scavenger hunt around Animal Kingdom. But yeah, it was fun. It doesn't exist anymore. And the other thing about that is that it 
was before Animal Kingdom was open at night, so it was like being in Animal Kingdom oh, at night yeah. was a novelty at the mm. time. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about and that. And they had a party in Dino Land, which was really fun. That was really fun. You could watch Ride Everest, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Technically, you could do it during the race if you didn't yep. care about your time. Yeah. Um, I'm not real big on uh, on running, so I don't know if Same. I'll be doing one in the uh, near future. But that but... was like, when we did that race, that was a very quick trip. And that was pretty much the centerpiece. That's why we went. Yeah. So, so and it, it certainly is, did keep it fresh. I mean, it is something that we aren't, you know, accustomed to doing. So you guys can totally do a ten k. You're yeah. fast walkers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we could we could do a ten k. I, I just don't want to. I wouldn't walk one. Yeah. I would run it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I'm if I'm gonna do an event, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna. I wouldn't walk want 10K. to just to. Say it just I takes too long. I, yeah, I would suck. I would be. Because I'm walking 10k around the parks anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's more true. Than that. <laughs> yeah, so I might as. I mean, uh, I just don't care to. It's not part of my. It may, makeup it may not right be now. everybody's cup of tea, but it's. But for it's those a, of you who are, or at it's least something different about it. to do. Yeah, totally. it's that's, cool, that's all I'm it's saying. It's a nice way to dip your toe too, because like. My first 5K, my only 5K was in Disney, and I would not have wanted to do that in York. So, <laughs> I, you know, it was a nice way to kind of motivate me to get to moving. Now, what about some ways to keep it fresh that don't necessarily revolve around events, like a Run Disney event or a Halloween party? What about just some, when it's just I had your run-of-the-mill, regular um, things are running at Disney mm -hmm. as usual? Catherine? Um, I think it a lot also depends on um, who you're going with and going with different people and doing Great. what yeah. they like to do and kind of yeah. doing things together and have making new traditions and making new memories. Like, you know, we have a pretty core group of people we always go to Disney with and they're all sitting at this table. Um, but, you know, like we've gone with our friends Aaron and Joe and like we know that, like, we'll be going to Hollywood Studios at least two mornings of that trip because we really like to do Toy Story Midway Mania with them. Like, that's, yep. like, our thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, that like, it's fun to, like, go to new restaurants and kind of, you know, like, we would have never tried Flame Tree Barbecue had it not been for you guys. Like, we just never would eat right. at Animal Kingdom. And, you know, it's a way to kind of figure out, well, what do you like about Disney? Like, it's you get someone else's perspective because you're trying, you need to please a group and you need to, you know, everybody has to want to do it, it to do it. it. It's definitely fun with a, with people that don't go all the time mm -hmm. or they're experiencing things for the first time <laughs> and seeing like their expression or that like, the reaction, the, the reaction to, to some of these things. So yeah, yeah we went with friends last October. Got a huge group of people together for my birthday to go down, and our friend Albert. It was his <laughs> first time there, and he like had the most fun time ever. Like really, just like did it right. Like and got by the Viking. We had a good time. Yeah, because like he was, he was having, having a, a blast. Yeah, and great. like our friend Oscar, who had never been, or maybe he had been, and he just didn't really like wasn't like really as obsessed as he was this time and like always says like oh it'd be so much fun to go back i had such a great time like it's fun to to to, to see other people's reactions to the things that you might not even think twice about as you yeah. walk through the parks and while i love going to disney with just Catherine, as we've just gone down i mean no offense to you guys <laughs> i like going with you guys too but i mean i've been to disney 
the most times with just me and you. And it, it does add a totally different dynamic to your trips just based on who you're going with. And I think that's a really good point. I'm sure you guys some... do different things when it's the two of you we versus do. when it's all of us. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah, it's a different trip. Like, we're more, like, probably a little bit more lazy. Like, when it's the five of yeah. us, like, I think probably goes for everybody. Like, we're more motivated by each other. Like, because you automatically think I'm with more people, so I'm going to be slowed down. But, like, I think we kind of all make up for that thought, like, in our heads. Like, we've right. got to go here. This <laughs> yeah. is the plan. Like, and we're also at this table we're all big planners so we do at least like to have fast passes and we're not i'm saying like oh just hang out at a bench like we don't really do that when it's the <laughs> five of us because we're trying to get on our fast pass rides we're trying to do as much as possible yeah. i think we're all guilty of not really um stopping and smelling the roses as much as we maybe should especially given the amount of times that we've been there like we we still as much as i say like oh well you know now that we go all the time you know we just kind of you know, keep but it at a relaxed pace. this last time, I'd say, I'd say we did, because you said, we didn't do anything today, the day we did the photos. And I was like, yeah, because we were in line for photos all morning, and we yeah. were like, you know, we had some fast passes that we did use. And why don't you talk about, this is a good thing for you, Matt, um, because it is crowded, especially if you want to go to the Magic Kingdom um, on a regular middle of the day. Um, we have mixed ours up by doing a lot of the extra stuff at the Magic Kingdom, like... Sorcerers oh yeah, of the yeah, Magic yeah. Kingdom. We were really yeah. into Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom for a while now, and it's been a while since we played, but we got really involved in collecting the cards. And for those who don't know, um, I'm sure a lot of people who go to the parks often know Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is a collectible card game that you play at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, and you can go to one of two locations. You can go to the Firehouse on Main Street or you can go to an area in Liberty Square that's kind of right across from... It's behind the Christmas shop. Yeah, it's behind the Christmas shop, across from the Hall of Presidents, sort of behind the Liberty Bell there. And you basically get a pack... You can get a pack of cards per member of your party a day, and there is a um, augmented reality game throughout the park where there are keyholes hidden throughout all of the lands, um, in, and also Liberty Square and Main Street USA. And you put your key card or your magic band up to this um, keyhole and it opens up a portal and there's this whole game and the whole premise is basically the villains have overtaken the magic kingdom and yourself and with the help of Merlin and some other characters you have to help stop them. And it really does, on, on a day where it's really busy and there's a lot of wait times, um, it can be a really fun experience. And even if you don't play the game, it can be just fun to collect the cards. And there are a lot of people that are really into the game who um, will be willing to trade cards with you. You will see people with binders, and Tortuga Tavern, which is across from Pirates of the Caribbean, has become basically a makeshift um, trading, post. trading post for people who want to trade uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards. So yeah, that's definitely something that we were into for a while, and then um, we kind of... Haven't played for a while, so maybe to bring next... out more cards. That's kind of what you just you've maxed out on having. Yeah, cards we have all the cards, extent. and and they do at every at each of their Halloween parties and the Christmas parties. They um, bring out a seasonal card. So if you um, if you pay for entry to either of those parties, um, you will get a Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom cards, and they've had some really great ones in the past. I think they're up to now. There's been six. Or is eight. it eight? There's been eight this total. This will be the ninth and tenth. Yeah, this will this. <laughs> Holy cow! Yes, yeah, this will be the ninth and tenth seasonal cards. So 
Yeah, yeah that's that's definitely um, something that could keep it fresh, especially if you have like younger kids, or just or older <laughs> kids, or, or you're thirty five <laughs> and are running around trading cards. It is cool. I mean, it's it's a. It, I I think it's really cool. We've had a lot of fun. I remember one day we were yeah. like, the lines are so long. We're just gonna play for like an hour. And you level up, and, like, when you level up, you get a new pack of cards. And, like, if you're still collecting your cards, it's really exciting to, like, see what you have in your pack. And there's also another interactive game at the Magic Kingdom. I don't think any of us have ever played it before, but it's called A Pirate's Adventure. Uh, And it's in Adventureland, backed by Pirates of the Caribbean. And this one's fun, too. There's, like, quite a few interactive elements. I always see, like, when you come out of the Jungle Cruise, there's, like stuff that comes out of the water there at the queue at the oh, end. Yeah. And, like, and this one like... is much more similar to the ones at Epcot, too. Oh, yeah, there's Kim Possible. Or, it's not Kim not Possible anymore. anymore. It's uh, Phineas and Ferb, mm-hmm. which we've done. Um, that's a long game. But, I heard, <laughs> but, you know, if you've done Epcot and you're there for 10 days and you just want to kind of meander around but the thing that's nice about sources of the magic kingdom as opposed to the phineas and ferb game at epcot is that the phineas and ferb one forces you to actually go to one of the kiosks and get one of their specialty like it's basically like a flip phone that they give you and you need that to play the game whereas at sorcerers in the magic kingdom you can you have your game cards you have your key so, you know, the only thing that you really have to do is, if you want, get a new pack of cards for the day, and then you're on your own. You don't have to go back and return this uh, this phone. This I guess apparat- it's a... Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> flip phone. Yeah, so it, I think it's a little easier to to do the Source of the Magic Kingdom one, but, yeah, that's, that's also uh, a fun option to do. Another thing you mentioned, Holly mentioned it earlier when we first... Are the tours... Um, yeah, we did two of them on this last trip. You guys did one. You've done two now at this mm-hmm. point. They're a lot. I mean, yeah, there's the added cost, but the two we did were very, very reasonably priced. I thought for what you got out of it, uh, the seeds to the wait, behind, behind the, the seeds, seeds. <laughs> and uh, the seeds to the magic kingdom. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. no, the I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> and then. Um, the Walt Disney Marceline to Magic Kingdom. Which we which, talked about at length at the last episode. Right, but it's now I, I definitely think, at least for us too, like if it's just going to be Holly and I, we'll probably do a tour. You know? I want to do the seven hour one. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I, one of the other list. podcasts I listen to, <clears throat> the people just did it, mm-hmm. and they're doing a review of it, and the first thing you see already is just it's like... It's Epcot, right? Yeah, American oh, Adventure. American Adventure, yeah. Yeah, like... That that would make it. I mean, yeah. it's that is not cheap. That is no, it's like several hundred. Um, I think if you're DVC or annual pass, it's about two fifty. Yeah, that's comes so with weird. lunch. <laughs> but yeah. that's still <laughs> that's still a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can cook with a Disney chef. That would oh, be yeah. awesome oh. too. There's yeah. lunch with an Imagineer too. Yeah, there are a lot of great options. options. Yeah. Yeah, those are all really fun ones and I know Matt kind of mentioned that when he first started his rant um that dining is also a way like we always like the five of us plan a trip together we're kind of like okay let's make a reservation somewhere we've never been um that's why we did nine dragons last time it's somewhere that the five of us we've never eaten there and as you can hear from our review we found it quite favorable and sure and and you do run the risk of 
you know, going to some place that you don't really like or it's not your you know, it's not your favorite, but really like Ohana. But I know a lot of people who have very favorable experiences with Ohana. Yeah. Someone was talking about Ohana this week and was just like it was the best. Like I it might have been right. the other podcast we listened to, but it was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I just did not I know feel I, that I, way. I, I always Sorry. No, the one thing I, I've been saying about that, not to keep going on that point was like <laughs> but all five of us felt the same about it, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. i personally felt that and the four of you were you know oh that was amazing it was all five of us but maybe it was I, an off night you know you never or, know and our server nights. was not the best yeah. there so. a good server can really go a long way towards a good experience it can really make up for a lack of um quality when it comes to food if you have a really charismatic and attentive server Certainly. i've always said that but yeah i mean i think that's there are some places that we go all the time we know are great Le Cellier, I know, I love Le Cellier. It's Morimoto now. Those are two excellent, excellent restaurant experiences. I know that every time I go in yeah. there, the I'm going to have a great experience. cheeseburger egg roll, and you mentioned <laughs> it. I know it's going to be an excellent experience when I go there. But if you're going all the time, take a step out of your comfort zone and try something new. You know, that's what we did with Nine Dragons. And Rob and I were very apprehensive about that yes. because we were like, well, you know, you can get Chinese food anywhere. Like, yeah. why are, Like, why would I go... You guys wanted to go to Le Cellier, right? Yeah, we or, wanted to go... Uh, Le Chefs de France. Uh, Le Chefs de France, which is places that we've been before that we already know they're proven and we like them. And... We were so happy. You've never been to Le Chef's de France, no. right? Oh, it's, it's good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's they okay. Just you should probably go there. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there multiple times, and I know that it, it's great. And I think that we kind of fell back on things that we were comfortable with. Sure. And I think we were so happy when we did go to Nine Dragons <laughs> and tried something new because we all had such a great experience. And that's just something that... But you're hitting especially one of the benefits of being a repeat visitor is that you can take those risks, you know, and try and things feel. and not be worried that, oh, well, I'm never going to be back again. You know? Right. Exactly. I think that when you, when the, the less often you go, the, the higher the pressure. Exactly. You're, you're, you're not afforded to take as many risks. But so eat that room temperature roast beef sandwich <laughs> at, at the boardwalk pool oh, stop bar. Stop it. Please stop. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, Eat those wings. It was not room lounge. temperature. It was fine temperature. I'm just kidding. You know, the other thing that you guys all have tried recently is to do something unique within the parks. Like, I think, Rob and Holly, you guys did all of the rides in the Magic Kingdom in a day. I mean, you kind of make those challenges for yourself. And, like, the photo pass thing. Sure, the photo pass like, thing. Like, that Visit was all day. four parks in a day. You know, that those Four-all kind six. of... You did that. I did that, yeah. Yeah. I actually found something really cool on Pinterest recently that could probably incorporate on one of these future trips. Like, you can take scavenger hunts. Oh, yeah. oh you can cool. You do Animal Kingdom. You can do Hollywood Studios. There's a Magic Kingdom. I have it pinned on our I often thought board. about doing, like, a bingo board type thing so. where we make a bingo board for, like, a trip, and then we each kind of do it separately or... or you know, go into teams, and that, like, you can't get bingo unless you travel to multiple parks. You know what we should do? And I wanted to do this last year, and the cast members were doing this last year for the not so scary. Oh, yeah. I really want to do that. We, I'll, I'll make that. What I, is it? A, uh, it's a, it's a bingo of costumes that you oh, see. Oh, that's not really so scary. cool. So, you know, like. Yeah. But I remember you were yeah. someone's Hercules. They oh, yeah, was... and they were like, "Yes, I got a Hercules." That doesn't work if um, if you're all 
together at the same time because well, you're all going to because otherwise you're all going to have bingo. Yeah, but there's so many things to look at when you're down there that like I remember I saw a really good Mary Poppins and I was like, "Did you see that?" And you're also, like, your no. bingo card might be different. Yeah, you change the locations uh, of, or like totally different. <laughs> Would you, you like to discuss how bingo works? <laughs> no, <laughs> only one person in the group claims it. Right. Oh, oh man, that, see it. that is a challenge. Oh yeah, but, like yeah. oh I see. I see Aladdin first. So. so therefore, you're the only person that can do it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a really good one. You can make your own parameters for mm-hmm. for doing that. And there's it, also um, geocaching, which is a thing that's a little nerdy, but they do have geocaching in um, in Disney World. We've checked. Um, so also Pokemon Go. Um, uh, Matt's played many a Pokemon Go at Disney World, right, Matt? The last time we were there, yes. Um, And what about the time we were in Disneyland? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've been been hitting up the Pokemon Go a little. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of... The thing is, there's a lot of Pokemon in Disney parks that you don't see very often... So many magic harps, guys. <laughs> so many magic harps and side ducks. I mean, it is it there's is a wild. Glint, there's a glint in Matt's eye right now that I yes. haven't seen yeah. since this Ever. podcast started. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are gonna poo-poo on that. I think um, people are really divisive, divisive on Pokemon That's Go. That's not how you pronounce that word. You can pronounce it <laughs> divisive or divisive. <laughs> okay. It's division. So why wouldn't it be divisive? You've said divisive before, though. But you could say it both ways, Scott. I think you can say it both ways. In this, in this case, it's... Choose a side, Scott! <laughs> no, I, I'm agreeing with you. You can say it both ways. That's exactly what you would say, Scott. <laughs> Regardless, I think that people are really divisive or divisive on um, Pokemon Go, especially um, when you're in the parks and people yeah, are going... Yeah, trying to enjoy your time with like the people you're there with. I'm just saying, if you're talking about... <laughs> but running into people looking at their yeah. phones. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, play responsibly. Don't be a jerk. Don't run into people. Be aware of your surroundings. But if you're with a group of people or you're in like downtown Disney, I don't think it's... And you're not Disney harming Springs. anyone. I'm sorry, downtown Springs. Or if you're in Disneyland, you're in downtown Disney. Downtown. Guys, if you're just anywhere, (laughs) I don't think as long as you're not being a nuisance to people around you and you're not, you know, um, in, you know, you're not putting a damper on other people's good times. And I think there's no harm in it. Just be responsible. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. All right. Not me. Okay. How about the other things Orlando has to offer? What? Wait, what? Wait, Orlando? Orlando has other things. <laughs> yes, yes, there's other things other than Walt Disney World. Like right. Universal. Are you talking about the place that will like not be named? World, like... Mm. Mm-hmm. Wax yeah. Museum? I won't <laughs> there's a wax museum? That Madame... Uh, Tussauds? Yep. Is there right. one there? What, downtown Orlando? I think so. I yeah, but why would you there. do that? Like, yeah. that, that's something that you can do anywhere. Like, I mean, you go to Times Square and do the Madame Tussauds. I, although I've never been to a Madame Tussauds, but I'm just saying, like, that's not something that's like... Like, or Universal Studios is one that's, like, more, you're, at least that's more unique to that area. Whereas I think in every major city, there's probably a Madame Tussauds. Yeah, but also, why would you go to SeaWorld? Right. Because that place is horrible. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch, watch Blackfish and make your own judgment. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, Rob, were you specifically thinking of something in the? Orlando no, no. Area? I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, the elephant in the room things. is universal. I mean, that's you know. 
we've been down there a dozen times now in the last two years, and we we haven't been to Universal yet. Well, that's a mistake. Mm, that's right. a mistake. See, great. Universal is right. great. I mean, we're obviously a Disney podcast, and our allegiance is there, but Universal Studios Florida is fantastic, and it has some experiences that are very unique and very worthwhile, especially some of the Harry Potter stuff. And there are some things that obviously Disney does better with their theming, with their level of care, with their attentiveness, with their cast members. That is unrivaled. However, Universal Studios is worth the trip. And if you're there for long enough, and it's kind of messed up to be like, you want to keep your Disney trip fresh? Don't go to Disney. Go to <laughs> Universal. But, I mean, it, it, it's true. There, that could really, you know, it's, it's a trip down to that area. And right. You I should. think especially with the Harry Potter. If you're a Harry Potter fan, that's worth totally. worth your time. Yes. There's also like good restaurants off of Disney property. Um so always here. Yeah. And and I mean like even like little cheapy places that are just like right off property that you could Uber in five minutes. And Kath and I love, have a real affinity for steak and shake. <laughs> yes, And it's do. such a... $4 burgers, you cannot go wrong. Whatever. I have no <laughs> shame about the fact that we love steak and shake. It's so cheap, and it's such like a... So nasty. It's a... Na it's a <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not good, but, you know, we, we like it for some reason. Yeah. You know, we like our five-star dining experiences, and we like our less-than-a-star dining experiences, and that's what Steak and Shake is, so. Yeah, off-property is, there's some really good finds. And there's good shopping, there's the outlets that are very oh, close yeah, nearby. Oh, yeah, we've done the outlets before. Yeah, that's true, we, did, we went, down, went down there the one time. Yeah, and we, did, we have not, we have some friends that really talk about downtown Orlando, and there's some really great stuff in downtown oh, Orlando. The... Like the farmers markets. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff down the there. The Harry Lou uh, Botanical Gardens are very fun too. Those are in Orlando. I'd like to go see a magic game. No, no one. <laughs> I've got enough Disney magic. Oh, oh, okay. I like. I feel like Rob would like to go see an Orlando magic Possibly. game. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a no. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say no. It's <laughs> a hard no for Scott, okay? All right, just tallying this up. That's fine, I'll go by myself. All right, so... All right. Anything else, Do you guys? feel satiated, Matt? Did you get your... You you feel like you got all everything off your chest that's near and dear to your heart? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm at a point... It, this would be a different episode if at this point in time I was feeling Disney fatigue. But I am not currently. But we were there last week, <laughs> Even, but the we were, month before, and we're going back this week. And I don't know what it is, and maybe I'm, we're practicing what we preach in doing things that are keeping it fresh, and maybe that makes us the authority on this subject. <laughs> well, you're getting the chance to live Disneyland for the first time vicariously through me, That's so right. you're preaching that and yes. yeah. practicing think, it. Yeah. I'm actually very excited to go to Disneyland with Scott. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Whole lot I of do fun. too. <laughs> so yeah, I, anything anyone else has to add about this topic? You think we kind of hit on all of it? I think so. All right, awesome. All right, so I guess that moves on to our last call segment, and um, I guess I can start this off. We had a brief. Um, we talked about this earlier with Sources of the Magic Kingdom, and how they have their seasonal cards. The Mickey's Not So Scaly. Scaly. <laughs> scaly. Mickey's not so scaly. Mickey's not so scary <laughs> Halloween party is coming up very soon. When does that start, Rob? 
September no. 19th. September 19th. I don't know. Thank I'm you, like, Rob. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think it does, actually. It might be earlier I think it's earlier. That. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, while I talk about this, you look it up. I um, got it. Oh, boy. And the um, most recent addition to Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom sees... Oh, my God. I cannot oh talk. Oh, my God. The most recent addition to the Mickey's... Not... <laughs> Not so scary Halloween party card collection is going to be from Zootopia. September 2nd. September 2nd is when it starts. Dang. That's pretty early. Yeah, that's like this week. (laughs) They haven't released many details about it either. Well, people know about it once they listen to this, but... Guys, it's going to be Clawhauser. Clawhauser is the card, and for those of you who are not familiar with Clawhauser, he is the lovable uh, cat who works the desk at Zootopia PD. Have you guys seen Zootopia, everyone at this table? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love Zootopia, and this was one of my favorite secondary characters from that movie, and I think that it's such a good addition. I like, with these seasonal cards, they try to do um, a little bit different, um, some kind of third party, like third party, Kind of like secondary or tertiary characters <laughs> that are... party. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter's on here. It's called Clawhauser's Tricky Treat. And it's just Clawhauser with a little plate of donuts. And it looks like um, Judy Hopps and a little cat are trick-or-treating. And he's giving them donuts. Which is a really nice... If I would love a donut when I was trick-or-treating... As long as they were My individually wrapped. My mom wouldn't wrapped. let me take a donut. Yeah, I don't no. think I would have been able to have a donut either. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, be... But maybe if it was from Clawhauser. If, if it was from Clawhauser. So <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Awesome. Any other items for last? Yeah, time? there's just one quick thing. We've stayed at Saratoga Springs quite a bit. So they're, they're changing their bus service. Um, we talked about buses to Disney Springs, but mm-hmm. so Saratoga Springs is running a dedicated internal bus service now. Mm-hmm. It's going to make the seven stops every 20 minutes. And then they're discontinuing the bus service to Disney Springs. So, which kind of makes sense. So I think they're wanting everybody to get off at Congress Park and, and do the walkover. Um, right. But yeah, so that's for those DVC people out there. They it's had a change that, to the um, bus service. Yeah, they had that when we were there. The yeah. internal buses. To to other Saratoga Springs stops. Yep. They did. Yeah. They did. It said internal on them. At the at like all of the bus stops. Because I've seen the buses too, but I've never seen one pull up at the bus stop when I was down there. Hmm. Because I said An to Kim, I was one? like, "Oh, it says internal." Oh. Oh. Maybe they were just testing them, because yeah. I don't even really remember if it stopped or not, so. Interesting. Yeah, it's very so interesting. So that's out there. Yeah, that's good. I think that's, I mean, nice if you want to go to a different pool or something like that, and or if you need to freaking go to the lobby and you don't want to walk 20 yeah. freaking minutes. Or getting on a crowded bus for that's going to a theme park or something. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, awesome. Anything else? No, so it's kind of a short episode. Well, we owed you one. <laughs> what, me? <laughs> sure, you have to edit them. That's true. That is true. Anything else, guys? No. Last call. All right. Cheers, Cheers. everyone. Cheers. Cheers.